Hi, this is Gordon Russell, host of The Neutral Ground, the New Orleans Advocate's weekly podcast on the stories behind some of the stories that are making waves in South Louisiana this week. Thanks to our sponsors, Gardner Realtors, and thank you for joining us. All right, well, my guest today is Feynman Roberts, who covers Jefferson Parish politics for The Advocate. Welcome, Feynman. Ah, great to be here, Gordon. So, big news today on the beat. Uh, Chris Roberts, a uh, longtime four term uh, parish councilman, yep. uh, abruptly announces his resignation today. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was certainly abrupt. Uh, he is a longtime councilman, two terms in a district seat. He is about to, con- or he was about to conclude his second term as an at large councilman. I'm not exactly sure how much he announced his resignation, rather, he did. Uh, apparently leak a copy of his letter, give a copy of his letter to uh, WDSU reporter Travis Mackle, who put it on Twitter right about the same time that phones across the newsroom were blowing up with uh, with word that he was perhaps resigning. Yeah. So And his lawyer immediately confirmed him. There's no, right. uh, he has not talked to us or anyone else. Is that right? I mean, I, obviously Today. Travers uh, got some sort of contact with him, but we have reached out to him numerous times through numerous methods and have heard nothing. We've reached out to his staff and have gotten nothing back. He's laying very low. I understand he, has, uh, he hasn't talked to his council colleagues, or at least several of them. He hasn't talked to them. Many of them were as caught off guard as we were. Um, and this is uncharacteristic for Chris Roberts, right? I mean, this is a guy who's pretty voluble usually, right? Chris is uh, has been to this point a very accessible and always willing to talk and uh, very frank uh, and straightforward. He has very active social media accounts. Until today. Until today, when they all disappeared. At least we think it was today. It may have been yesterday. Um, but that was another sign that something was amiss. Right. I remember when, when somebody told me that this morning, I legitimately was flabbergasted yeah. by it because Chris is so present on social media. And so he posts frequently and he posts a lot of his thoughts about national and local issues. Right. And to have his social media accounts disappear definitely let us know that something was up. Now, let's talk a little bit. So this sort of, on the one hand, was a shock um, in that there was very little warning that it was happening today. But at the same time, this was kind of a, he's had some kind of nimbus clouds following him around for a pretty long time now. Yes. We've we've written quite a bit about this federal investigation that's been going on for two years now. Right. And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to follow that meteorological metaphor (laughs) as aptly as The nimbus clouds are the dark ones. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, it's, it's uh, We may say it had a cumulative effect, if <laughs> oh. we want to stick with clouds. Um, no, that's absolutely right. For at least a couple of years, at least a couple of years, federal investigators have been sort of slowly uh, poking around through Chris Roberts's, um his dealings, especially his financial dealings. We've reported on it uh, numerous times. My colleague Ramon Vargas has. You have. Uh, I have as well. Um there has been a lot of that, but it has seemed to progress very slowly. Now, perhaps some of that slowness was due to the fact that we had a changeover in U.S. attorney during that period. So we went through an interim U.S. attorney and then a, uh, a new U.S. attorney. Um, while this investigation has been ongoing, they've probed Chris's dealings in several businesses that he has been involved with. And let's just kind of give a quick gloss mm-hmm. to people about what we know. So... We know he's got at the heart of it all. He has financial problems. Um, he certainly well, that seems so. uncontested. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had trouble paying his taxes, and he's talked about some of 
the financial struggles right. he had. He had a business partner in the Quiznos go bankrupt, right. which he says caused some of the problems. But right. he had four or five years where he was late, very late in filing taxes right. and so forth. I mean, we've all and, asked Chris about this on numerous occasions. And he, you know, to be fair to Chris, he's always been, if not completely forthcoming, he's never shied away from the question. And he has always said that, uh, you know, he, he is also sort of, this is also Will Pelosi, I survived a cancer diagnosis, yep. um, which he blames on Roundup, incidentally, and he has sued Monsanto. Uh, he survived a cancer diagnosis, and he's always said that while he was dealing with a cancer, his business partner in the sandwich shop, the Quiznos, decided to clear, declare bankruptcy and left him holding the bag. And right. he has insisted consistently that when the feds complete their investigation into his taxes, what they're going to discover is that he has actually owed refunds for those years. But apparently he didn't file taxes, or at least he filed them very late right. for several years. And so that's kind of been at the heart of these various investigations. Now, just to be clear, his resignation is not explicitly connected to this in federal, federal investigation. He has not been charged yet. I mean, there's widespread speculation that he will be charged. Right. His lawyer is not saying whether he expects that he will or he won't. He's not commenting on that. Right. He's only saying that he has not been charged yet. Right. But we know in, a, in addition to the tax problems, which could result in a charge having to do with you know, uh, failing to file tax returns or, or tax evasion would be a more serious charge. We do know the feds have been investigating possible corruption um, in terms of they've looked at the possibility. We know that Chris Roberts has bounced checks. Yeah. And we know in some cases they've already or he owes people money for other reasons. Right. And the feds have been looking into whether any of the people that he owes money to are also people that he might have done official favors for as a councilman. Right. And two cases in particular that we've written about were his landlord. He lived a, he lived for a while in a condo complex on the Gretna Riverfront, mm -hmm. and he had bounced a number of checks to his landlord. Right. And she also operates a sort of a bingo hall and had been seeking some kind of a special uh, permit or, or parking lot uh, break for that place. And, and it's not clear that she ever got anything. Right. And we don't necessarily know that, that that's something the feds are planning to charge. There's separately uh, this, uh, the Marcello, Joseph Marcello, who owns a lot of undeveloped property on the West Bank. Uh, Chris Roberts owes him. Has, yeah, I, it was about $186,000 loan that Marcello's, and Chris is very particular about this, but Marcello self-financed the purchase of oh, the, the sandwich shop, right. going back to the, the Quiznos. Uh, Chris bought, Chris and a business partner apparently bought it from uh, Mr. Marcello, who self-financed it uh, for Chris. And so Chris was in some sort of debt to Mr. Marcello. And this is a guy who owns a lot of land who mm -hmm. theoretically could need things like variances and other things that would allow him to develop his land. And so that was another right. sort of vector of this federal investigation. Right. But we don't, again, have any evidence of any special favor right. that Chris Roberts might have done. But that's something we know and they were looking at through their requests that they've made. That's right. And interesting also to note, you brought up the landlady. Um, she is expected to plead guilty next week to filing a false right. tax return, um, which... Uh, and she was charged in a bill of information, which certainly seems to indicate She's, that she is cooperating right. with federal authorities. And the speculation, of course, and we don't we don't have any explicit evidence of this, but speculation, of course, is that her cooperation was tied to her telling them things 
right. about Chris Rogers. Certainly we know they're asking about those things. We don't know what they she's are. telling them. Um, but, yeah, that was an interesting bit of timing there. Right. Um, so, uh, and then we, so there's this public corruption investigation. There may be a tax investigation. And then we, we're also hearing that there may just be more of a fraud investigation that doesn't necessarily have to do with Chris Roberts' public position, but that he, among other things, he he was uh, ran this uh, little news site called the West Bank Beacon, and right. that maybe he stiffed or defrauded some people there. Right. That's something that something else is being investigated that could result in charges that don't really have anything to do with his position as a parish council person, as, as, as far as we know. Again, there's always anything could turn into that. So, and there is much, much, much that we don't know. That's right. And the West Bank think Beacon thing is something that we sort of learned about today. And right. So we're, we're still attempting to uh, suss some of those issues out, right. even as we deal with the fallout from his resignation. Right, and let's talk a little bit about what the fallout is. I mean, so this is a guy, We, as we said, he was in his fourth term on the parish council. Mm-hmm. He was term limited out from his, he was going to be done being an at-large councilman right. uh, as of sort of the end of this year. But there right. was speculation that he would run again for a district council seat. He would go back to the district seat. He had never said whether he was going to do that, but this seems to rule that out or presumably this rules that out as an option. So uh, they'll, in the meantime, there, there'll be an appointment of an interim council. That's right. And Chris and I have actually talked about him running for the, the district seat. I don't, I don't remember him ever saying that's definitely what I'm going to do, but I certainly think it was something that he was considering. He talked about how much he liked being a district councilman because sort of the difference in roles there. Uh Um, I think you're absolutely right. I think now he is definitely not running for that district council seat. We'll create a little bit of a vacuum there in Gretna. That's a Gretna-based district. But uh, in the near term, the council will appoint a uh, successor because there's less than a year before the next... uh, The election is this fall. The election is October the 12th because there's less than a year before the next council will be seated. There's no need for a special election. The interim will serve... Uh, probably through the rest of the year. Um, the interim, as I understand it, the interim is, is has to be someone who is not, who has to agree to not run for the seat. Is that binding, by the way? Because I feel like this happens a lot, and then the person sometimes says, well, you know what, I think I am going to run. I think it is actually binding okay. in the case of the Jefferson Parish Council. The most recent example is when Ben Zahn resigned yeah. um, in 2017, I believe, and... Um, or maybe he resigned. He resigned in late 2016 to become the Kenner mayor. And uh, Jack Rizzuto, a local businessman, was appointed. And then Rizzuto did not run. I'm thinking here, I guess, of like the Secretary of State was a recent example where I think he agreed not to run. Um, and then he did run. And then, and then he used the power of incumbency. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, that's, I think, in this case of the won. Jefferson Parish Council, yeah. he did. Uh, in the case of the Jefferson Parish Council, um, it is binding, and the, and the interim person is not permitted to run. Okay. Um, I will say, just you brought up the Secretary of State, we should note that his resignation, Chris Roberts' resignation, is not official until it has been received by the Secretary of State's office. And as of this afternoon, it had not been. Now, they may have mailed it today. It'll probably get there tomorrow. Uh, Roberts' resignation, according to him, was effective at the end of business on today, Monday, April the 29th. But it has not been all the you know stamps haven't been put on it yet. Is the Secretary of State on Twitter? Uh, I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so and then you there are some other kind of things that flow from this like he you were telling me today that for instance like everyone that chris roberts put on a board or commission is now also kind of their tenure ends with his tenure is that's that right that's how i understand it right now as when I talked to the last talk to parish officials, they were also still trying to sort of figure out exactly how this works. I mean, Chris gave no one or the people to whom he may have given a heads up did not let it out. And maybe he gave a heads up to some folks over the weekend. But um, the parish was blindsided with this, too. And so I think they're trying to figure it out. And there are probably, I want to say probably more than a dozen boards and little, you know, commissions or, or groups that run various things to which, especially at large council people, get appointments. And those appointments are solely at the discretion of that council people. And now that that council person is not there, those people may no longer be on those boards. It's going to be an interesting situation unfolding. And just, I guess, in keeping with that, the it's the council who will appoint his... So, so will they likely, given the politics of the council... Is it likely they'll appoint someone who's kind of aligned with Chris Roberts or not? Or is that hard to say? Well, this point? is a fascinating question. And if you recall a couple of years ago, two and a half years ago, when Ben Zahn resigned his seat on the council, the council then deadlocked over who the replacement would be. It was 3-3. They could not decide. And so the governor was forced to make an appointment. Um, and he appointed uh, Jack Rosuto, as we said. This time, was, just to be clear, was Rizzuto sort of favored by one side or the other, or was he kind of seen as a neutral party? I mean, was he one of? No, he was favored by one side or the other. Okay. He was favored so the by governor, the Chris Roberts side. I see. So the governor yeah. sort of picks sides, right? Right. The governor. Say, I mean, yeah. There's sure. I'm the not judging. Some, I'm just. Right. I mean, he he didn't say, "Oh, well, since y'all can't agree, I'll pick right. someone everybody likes." He, he said he right. went with. Okay. He picked. He picked, and the, the same thing could happen here. Then sure. Well, I think this time. With, with Roberts off the council. And Roberts the, doesn't get to vote on that's this. That's right. The, the so-called sort of, I guess, the, I don't know, we call them the West Bank group, I guess, although these, these labels are, the are imprecise right. and imperfect, um, of Cynthia and Ricky Template would be left with the, the East Bank, more East Bank-oriented crew, which includes Mark Spears, even though he has a mostly West Bank district, Mark Spears, Paul Johnston, uh, Jennifer Van Branken and Dominic Impostato. But of course, this council is a totally different personality council from what was before. And we may get a 6-0 vote on the replacement. It's it's very early. As I asked council people today, most of them had not even begun to think about this, but they have 30 days in which to appoint a okay. successor. They don't meet officially again until May the 8th, I believe. That's a week from Wednesday. So they may have time to get something on the uh, on the regular agenda, or they may have to call a special meeting. Got it. Well, lots to consider. Um, lots of news, sure, still to come on this, I expect. Um, and I assume you'll be staying with it. Oh, we'll be staying with it. You bet, Gordon. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today, Feynman. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. The Neutral Ground is brought to you by Gardner Realtors. We welcome your feedback and your ideas for future shows. Email me at grussell with two S's and two L's at theadvocate.com or call me at 504-636-7437. See you next week.